Good evening, Top Fans. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry, and I've got the one of the funnest podcasts that we've ever done. We are going to do a podcast with seven other individuals that all had teams that came short of the playoffs this year, but they're going to tell us why and what they think. Um, and they may even tell you what they've individually nicknamed this podcast, but I'll leave that up to Sarah if she wants to. Um, I'm going to let everybody introduce themselves, and then we'll go from there. So why don't we start out um, at the bottom here, Dale? Um, why don't you introduce yourself and and what team you're uh, what team you're a fan of, and we'll go around the room. Yep, sounds good. My name is Dale Kelly. I grew up in the D.C. area, but we didn't have a team. I'm 50, so I was uh, too old to be a Nationals fan. So I've been a Baltimore Orioles fan my whole life. I'm currently in Salt Lake City. There you go. Uh, v Cap. Brian and I'm an Angels fan. <laughs> Just gonna leave it there. All right, uh, Dave. Uh, Dave, um, originally from Chicago, spent um, 40 years there, and uh, now I'm in Phoenix, but I'm a diehard White Sox fan. There you go. Uh, Andy. Hey guys, it's Andy Elliott, and I am in the DC area. I'm here representing the Nationals tonight. Of course, throughout the season, we've learned there's a couple other favorite teams for me. Um, but tonight I'm here representing the Nationals. Nationals. Joe. Uh, Joe Lagana. I'm from the Baltimore area. And uh, go O's. <laughs> All right, Sam. Hey, it's uh, Grand Slam Sam here representing the Giants. There you go. And Sarah. Uh, South Jersey. <laughs> This is Sarah. I am born and raised north, uh, north of Boston, North Shore, the best shore, and I'm here for the Red Sox. Yeah, there best you go. Shore. All right, so we're, <laughs> we're going to go around the around the room. Sarah, I'll start with you, and we'll go, uh, Andy, you next after this, but I'm going to ask the same question of everybody. Um, did your team, so Sarah, did the Red Sox do better or worse than you anticipated for 2022, and then why? Oh, my God. They did so much worse. Going into the season, I mean, we all started off the season not knowing if we were going to have a season. That's how we all felt. Um, but we signed Travis Story, and we were like, nice, awesome. This is going to be great. And we have a lot of veterans coming back. We have, you know, Cora. We have all of these things, um, especially leading into it being <laughs> contract years i figured everyone was gonna show up and play and uh yeah they did not okay. fair enough fair enough um <clears throat> andy what about you uh did your team do better or worse i hate to ask that but did they do better or worse than you anticipated uh, and why <laughs> well i think they did worse than i anticipated partially we're gonna go ahead and blame some of that on me for making that l comment um, <laughs> which resulted in a trade the following week. Um, but I think that, you know, this year, considering the fact that they gave up some of their best players on trades because contracts were coming up and people weren't resigning, there just seemed to be a whole lot of um, trying to figure out how to play together with what they had and not relying so heavily on the big names like Soto and Bell to be there to kind of pick up the slack for the team. So I think they did worse and I'm hoping that they'll uh, figure that out next season. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Schaefer. 
the White Sox? Did they do better or worse than you anticipated? And, and why do you think that is? Well, I think um, they scheduled the parade for the um, division title back in April. So, yeah, we did a lot worse than anyone expected. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's probably a dozen reasons I could yeah. take up the next 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you're a huge uh, Larusa fan. So, I mean, that's probably. Yeah, he one quit of the today. Issues. He quit today. Well, I mean, the guy's 147 years old. He shouldn't be managing anymore, right? <laughs> All asleep in the dugout and everything. He was a disaster in Arizona. So, and I got to see that firsthand. I didn't need to see it again. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, tell me about the Orioles. How they do this season versus what uh, you anticipated? Hell no. It was uh, a lot better than what I anticipated. 500 season, over 500. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm happier than a pig and poop. There you go. There you go. And, and nobody can see this because this won't uh, necessarily be on YouTube, but Joe's happier than a pig and poop, but he's got his Orioles thing in the background and he's got his Mariners hat on. So, but, you know, we're, we're working it through. It'll be okay. <laughs> Sam, what, what did you think about the Giants this year? So they, definitely didn't, they definitely did worse than I expected. And similar – Similar to Dave, I could probably talk for 20 plus minutes on a lot of reasons as to why, but we'll we'll get into it. Brian. You know, I wasn't surprised by the outcome, but they did a they did a little worse than what I expected. Yeah. Now, real quick, I'm not sure if you remember, but at the beginning of the season when we had our prediction podcast. I had said to you, I have a lot of confidence, a lot of confidence in the Angels. I remember this. And you were like, I appreciate it. And you were like, but don't get your hopes up. And you were <laughs> straight across the board, right on board. I know, I know my team. <laughs> <laughs> Riding high in April, shot down in May. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. All right, Dale, uh, same question. Did you think they did better or worse than you anticipated? Um, so uh, when, I when I was on with Dave, uh, you know, I, I, was ex I was hoping that they would kind of sniff 500 and kind of be around the, the, the wild card at, at towards the end. So I'd say they, they definitely did better than I expected uh, for different reasons. Their pitching was way better than expected, especially since they didn't have their starting starters that uh, were, were lined up. Uh, but their bats were actually a little bit uh, – you know, they were quiet compared to last year or, or, or previous year. So there's still room for improvement. Yeah. You know, I closetly, <clears throat> I was hoping you guys would have that, that Cinderella year. Right. And I told Joe this, I think I've told you this Dale, but I feel like when I'm looking, especially after the Mancini trade, I'm looking at your lineup and it's like, I'm watching major league the movie. Who the heck are all these guys? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but they're winning. So yeah. whatever they're doing, it's working. So we'll yep. take it. We'll take it. All right. So let's talk breakdowns. Where did it all break down? And this is kind of the, this is kind of where it, it gets kind of real. So we'll start with you, Andy. And where do you think it broke down for the nationals this year? And then Dave, we'll come to you next. Oh, I mean, definitely the hitting and the pitching. I went to some games and the pitching was just so sloppy. 
And, um, you know, it took them so long to get them out of the game and to bring in some relief pitchers that it was like, what in the world are you thinking? Um, so definitely they need to, to, to work on that pitching game. But then, you know, once they had, once they had the trades go out and we lost some of those heavy hitters, like the the hitting game just wasn't there either. So I think the downfall this season was really the, the pitching lineup that they had, um, some, some pretty, um, questionable calls on the pitching coaches of when to remove them from the games when it obviously wasn't going to get any better. And then just not having, um, not having the hitters that I feel like there, or the, even the hitters that have been there before in the past that generally show up. It just seems like they really just didn't show up this season. So I'm hoping maybe, maybe next year we'll do better, but Hey, win, lose or draw, you're still a baseball fan. <laughs> right. As they say in the bad news bears. And another thing, just wait till next year. Exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, they will, they'll, they'll all find new ways to disappoint and, you know, not disappoint next year. Uh, that's good old uh, Looper, Timothy Looper, right? All right, uh, Dave, uh, where was the breakdown for, for Chicago this year? Um, I got to say that it started in the dugout with the manager being um, kind of aloof and not uh, not really managing the team. He was kind of just a figurehead and uh, didn't do anything. But I mean, when you look on the field, we lost Garrett Crochet, we lost Aaron Bummer, Tim Anderson for quite a while, Luis Robert, Ismani Grandal, and then you've got guys like Eloy who can't stay in the lineup ever. Um, Joe Kelly was a disaster. Yohan Mancata um, plays with zero desire and zero heart. So um, I think, you know, it's probably tough to overcome any of that, let alone all of it. Um, we entered the season without a second baseman, without a right fielder. And that's the way we ended the season without a second baseman, without a right fielder. So. Oh yeah. It's uh, and I predicted the white Sox to run away with that division too. Nobody would have saw the guardians doing it. I'll tell you what, you know, move the rain clouds away. Dylan Cease had a fantastic year. The pitching was really, really good overall. I can't tell you how many games I watched. <clears throat> where our, our big offense let the pitchers down and we lost two to one and three to two and two to nothing. So, that, I mean, that's the good part. Um, and Tony had nothing to do with that. So, but you can't play this game with a sub and second base and two first basemen subbing in right field. Yeah. Not in 162 games. You can do it occasionally, but not 162 games. So, Good and and catcher, was, catcher was huge with Grandall out. Yeah, it, it, you mentioned that number of times, not only with him out, but just he didn't seem to have his timing at the dish this year. And it was just, it wasn't right for you. So I get it. Nope. I get it. Um, Dale and them, then Brian. Uh, same question, Dale. Where do you, for you guys, for the Orioles, it was it's hard to talk about a breakdown because you guys did a lot better than he thought. But if yeah. anything, where do you think it broke down to missing the playoffs um for missing the playoffs me personally i think trading away jorge lopez was a, a mistake uh, i mentioned that at the time uh, i you know as much of a fan favorite as trey mancini was i it made sense and i could fill that role pr- pretty easily uh but having one uh, less arm in the bullpen reliable arm especially at your closer 
I think shifted everyone else out of comfort positions and they, they lost a few games. I think we would have been a lot closer here at the end had they not done that. And, and then going forward, it's going to be a little difficult as well. But as far as hitting, they're, um, they're, they're, everyone did okay. But uh, Cedric Mullins was a 30-30 guy last year. You know, he's pretty far below that this year uh, as far as uh, home runs. Um, uh, Hayes at Mount Castle uh, and even Mancini-wise, they kind of had subpar, uh, subpar years. Uh, but then the young guys were just, uh, you know, off the charts. So uh, bringing up two number one prospects in the same year, um, uh uh, overall baseball prospects and Gunnar Henderson and Adley Rushman is, is really helpful. And I think they're going to be the real deal. And they pretty much have gold, gold glove caliber defense at every position. Um, so, so going forward and they're pitching uh, their, their uh, best starting pitchers were out John means. Um, and then uh, Grayson Rodriguez who's the number one pitching prospect in baseball that didn't make it up uh, because of an injury. And, and so they, with the patchwork of, um, uh, starting rotation, they made it work, uh, but I think they you know, it can be a lot better next year. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you guys have uh, you guys have a good uh, solid nucleus there. Some of those young kids, especially those pitchers, are fantastic. So yeah. you got a shot. Real good arms. Yep. All right, Brian, and then we'll go to Joe. Well, the stigma that the Angels don't have starting pitching um, ended this year because that was probably the overall shining moment. Um, we had a top 10 staff ERA as well, but I think it really went wrong with the 14 game losing streak from May into June. Um, we faced some pretty hot teams, the Mets, you know, the Phillies were rising up, but we just weren't pitching well, like back in bullpen, but also our offense just froze, not just with injuries that happened later in the year, but you know, that time just that no one was hitting. And um, unfortunately, I believe I talked about, it with you, Bill, they fired the wrong guy. I think Joe Madden should have stayed and uh, Jeremy Reed, the hitting coach should have been the one uh, gone because there were times where they were just so hot and cold with their offense. It just, it didn't look right. Trout didn't look right. Shohei didn't look right, but also the bottom of the lineup didn't look good. Um, you know, they're pretty much their six through nine hitters were bad. And once Rendon went down again um, and Walsh playing hurt, it just didn't, didn't keep up. Well, and not having Fletcher in the lineup part of the season two hurt you. So, oh, for sure. Yeah, the uh, yeah, good good call on that. Um, and you know how I feel about Phil Nevin. That guy hit a home run off me in a summer ball league, and I still I still don't like him. Right? Of course, he was a lot older than me, but I I still will remember a Blair Field home run off getting hit off me by that guy. So when they suspended him for like ten games, I'm like. Suspend him for the whole season. It's okay. They, they don't need him. Just go ahead the whole season. Right? I mean, I was I was 15 back then, and I still haven't gotten over it 30 years later. So, I mean, those things run deep. Um, all right, Joe, uh, and then Sam, and then Sarah. Joe, uh, same question. Where do you think the breakdown was? And I think they all covered a good portion of it, but what were your thoughts? I think it's just the lack of experience during the uh, playoff push. You got a lot of young guys right there. The leadership wasn't there. You know, turning away Trey, Trey Mancini, he had that leadership. But, you know, you got you got to learn somehow. I mean, you got to take your bumps. So you're taking your bumps. And next year, I think if it's around another wild card spot, I think they'll have the experience from this year. They'll know what to do. And they won't get tired. I think they got tired at the end. The young kids got tired. It was They hit that wall. Yeah. 
I was talking to a National League uh, Central fan the other day via text, and they said to me, depending on what happens in the offseason, but regardless, they feel like the Orioles are the team of the future in the AL East. And I, they feel that Toronto is going to drop off, that Tampa Bay is going to drop off, and then it's just going to be Yankees and Boston, right? And, you know, you see where it happens from there. So, but now, yeah. I don't know too much about Boston, but, you know, maybe, maybe the Yankees. <laughs> Sarah's over there going, I'll fight you. I'll fight you. Let's go. I'm so right, defeated. I have nothing left. <laughs> nothing left. There you go. Sam. Um, well, where was the breakdown? It was it was across the board. I mean, we had um we got barraged with injuries right at the beginning of the season, within that first month. And, and that just trickled. It, it trickled all the way from May into June, right up until the All-Star break. Um, it got a little bit better after the All-Star break, but, you know, it never recovered. You know, Brandon Belt ended up being gone for the season, maybe done, for ba- maybe done with baseball. You know, they say he's recovering nicely, but, you know, his future's still up in the air. Um, you know, you know, Carlos Rendon came out and was like a – was a shining light in the season when it came to pitching. It's just a shame we might lose it. And, you know, I'm hoping that the Giants do some maneuvering to entice him to stay. Um, you know, Jock Peterson exceeded my expectations. You know, there are some guys that came, that we traded for that really shined. You know, Villar. But, you know, Villar was a steal. He was a steal from – or no, no – not the not Villar, Davis. JD Davis was a steal from the Mets. That guy came in and basically said, "Okay, I'm good," and has been lights out. Um, you know, but you know, I think injuries was the biggest thing. Our pitching was so up and down. Our hitting was streaky. Um, and then when and then when we had really great pitching days, our defense in the field just didn't show up. They just said so it you know i think it was an all-around just multitude of different aspects that caused their demise <laughs> makes sense makes sense there's a lot of lot of competition in the west and yeah it you, you nailed that pretty well and i i'm thinking that brian would have liked to play the mets this weekend versus playing the mets in, in may when they were hot <laughs> I'm going to assume that, right, Brian? <laughs> Give me the Mets. I mean, I saw the Angels, the only one against the Mets back in June and when Walsh hit the cycle, so I'm hanging on to that. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Sarah, wrapped up this question for us. Where was the breakdown for Boston? Ay, ay, ay. So we came, <laughs> we came out the, the gates. It was it was a roller coaster of a season. You know, we look like a high school team starting the season off figured it out, got to the all-star break, and every other day someone was injured. Now, I don't blame the injuries because this gives the younger kids opportunities to shine. Well, they didn't shine. But when it comes down to it, we are relying on Rich Hill as our pitcher. So it's something where we have no talent. We have no depth or talent in our bullpen right now that we can actually have anyone confidently close or relieve or just even show up 
to get dressed. It's just a mess. And we had a lot of defensive blunders. We had moments where the sun was in someone's eyes in the outfield repeatedly and they couldn't catch the ball. How do you not catch a routine pop fly ball? Like, I don't understand it. And it happened numerous times this season to the point where I was in the shower in the fetal position crying because I just gave up. So there's our breakdown right there of the Red Sox season. But be you excited. The, you in the fetal position crying. Yeah. Just crying. Be, be excited. At least your manager didn't fall asleep in the dugout. No, you know. <laughs> or have a fan call, tell them to bring in Adam Engel. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Or get fired with a mohawk. <laughs> yes. Joe, Joe shaves his head into a mohawk. Okay, you're out of here. That's bad haircut. You're out of here. <laughs> All right. Um, next question. We got we got two more. The last one's going to be a, a fun one. But uh, we'll start off with Joe and Dale. Um, since you guys are both repping the Orioles, um, what do you think that you need in the to do in the offseason um, to make your 2023 season successful? So we'll go Joe, Dale, and then Brian. I say we need a little bit more like a uh, little more experienced players just to show the kids the ropes kind of like how uh i don't know like when in 2012 when they brought in jim tome to show show them how to win a little bit to give them that little taste give, give them teach them a lesson show them what to do i think they're when you maybe a veteran pitcher maybe a veteran pitcher in the bullpen and maybe like a dh bat that's okay. that's what i'm thinking what about you dale yeah, uh, kind of couple on what Joe said. They got to be very careful in who they sign this offseason. I, I would, if I were them, I would re-sign Lyles. I think he's been great, yes. both in uh, both while he's pitching as well as mentoring the younger guys. I think he's been a fabulous mentor. And then they got to think carefully about Chirinos and Odor, uh, neither of which have really sparkled on the field, although Odor's had some great moments. But Chirinos, both of them I've heard have been amazing in the clubhouse, so you got to decide what to, what to do with that. Um, but I'd be very careful with signing uh, too many guys that will block the path. They have such a loaded farm system uh, that you got to give, uh, give some space there uh, for, for the guys to come up. Uh, and, and with, with the, with the pitching, the starting pitching that they're going to be able to roll out at the beginning of the season. And then John means will come back, you know, a month, you know, a month or two in the season, they should be, be really set, but I would sign, one uh, reliable starter that can eat some, some more innings um, maybe. And, and then uh, maybe, maybe, maybe one uh, field uh, fielding uh, position player, but I probably, I probably wouldn't even do that. Uh, yeah. And then they got to decide if they can roll with Torinos or go with a, or, or get another uh, backup catcher that can do a good job. Yeah, you guys have a lot of farm system and you don't, like you said, you don't want to, you don't want to sign a, a big name. Uh, maybe like a big name that left uh, DC for San Diego where yeah. you're going to have a 14 year contract, right. Yeah. For, you know, 2.7 billion or something like that, yeah. you know, where you get stuck. So it makes or sense. Don't shop at Dior. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, exactly. no, but they, yeah, I don't you know. I, I would uh, spread, try to spread it out and try to sign some of these young guys for a longer, you know, longer term here at the beginning. Do what the, yeah. Do what the Braves have done. Yeah. Yep, love that. Yeah. All right, we'll go Brian, Dave, and Andy. So, Brian, what's next? 
What's next for uh, you guys? What do you guys got to do? Honestly, it we have a solid team. Like it, it starts with ownership, and that's going to be the big question is this off season. So the big acquisition for the off season is getting an owner that cares. <laughs> um, I think that's that's the biggest obstacle right now for the last you know eight plus years. That's been the issue. Um, and then just probably a clean slate with the coaching staff. Um, I think Perry Manazzi and the GM has done a great job at bringing in these young, young guys coming up and, you know, their farm system might seem pretty low on, you know, certain riders list of top farm systems. But honestly, from what I've seen, I keep, I keep track and they look pretty solid and have a good future set up. Um, so a lot of those guys that they drafted this year started in double A and went to triple A. Um, and they already brought up a couple and they're turning the cover off the ball currently. Um, but I think just to make it short and sweet, probably a couple more bullpen arms um, that can really solidify that back end and then probably a little bit more depth. But other than that, uh, if we stay healthy, that's a good team. Yeah, you guys do have a I'll have to tell you offline, Brian, of a conversation I had today. I shared it with everybody else. But um, it, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that offline. It's interesting to talk about that. Dave. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, number one, we need to go out and find a manager. We'd, we'd really <laughs> like to turn over ownership, but that's not going to happen um, unless our owner um, has some health issues. He will never sell. So uh, we got to replace LaRusa and find somebody that can motivate this team. There's already room, there's rumblings out of a few of the players like Liam Hendricks that they need somebody that's more authoritarian and more of a. Uh, I guess you'd call um, a little bit more strict, a little more accountability, you know, running out ground balls at first would be a great start. Um, and then, um, you know, Elvis Andrus was a really nice pickup in August and he's already said that he's willing to switch to second base. I think that guy's got a couple of years left in the tank if he's not too expensive. Um, that could be a really nice bridge to some of the guys that are in the farm system. Um, so I'd be all over that. Um, I think Yuan Makata has got to go find himself. And if he can't do that, um, they're going to be sitting on a really bad contract. And then um, we definitely need a right fielder. I think I feel good about the pitching staff. I think they'll, they'll get some guys back like Garrett Crochet for this bullpen. Um, Got to get Yasmani Grandal healthy, and we got to find a, a, a right fielder with some pop that can actually play the outfield and actually track down fly balls in the corner. So, you know, the experiments, I can't tell you how many times I watched games and I'd see um, either Andrew Vaughn or Gavin Sheets in right field, and then I'd see Josh Harrison at third base because Mankato was hurt or broke a fingernail or something. And, uh, Every freaking time there would be a ball hit to the outfield and a guy running first to third, and he was safe by probably eight steps. And the ball sometimes ended up in the dugout. So I can't watch that anymore. So if you can get a manager's app for me, I got a buddy who's got an American League East flag, but an American League West hat that we can send the app to <laughs> for a manager for the White Sox. I think he'll do it. If the pay's right, Joe, what do you think? Would you, will you do it okay if the pay's right? Absolutely. I'll do it. You are only qualified here. 
Every your only year. qualification is you got to stay awake in the dugout during the game. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. And you and you can't let your starter throw forty three pitches in one inning. Andy's already mentioned that with the uh, Dashes, but I, I Dave, think, I think um, you're right. They there's I a lot the, of opportunity over there. The one thing that you're going to see the the story to follow is if Jose Jose Abreu comes back. Yeah, because we've got a glut of pretty good hitting first baseman like Gavin Sheets and Andrew Vaughn. Um, so that's one to watch. There you go. There you go. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Andy, what do you, what do you guys need to do to turn around this season, the triple digit loss season? What do you need to do in the off season? Uh, stop getting shutouts. <laughs> uh, let's start there. And maybe I should just attend less games because it seems like all the games I go to are the shutouts. So, um, <laughs> But That's, definitely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely, you know, they need to figure something out with the pitching, um, whether it's working with the guys that they currently have, which are decent. It just, it seems like it's just, you know, no brainer things. It's like pull your guys when they're not doing well and move down the roster. Um, I was a little optim or I was a little, little scared of what was going to happen at first base after Bell's departure and was pleasantly surprised by. Voight and him coming in and, and doing a pretty decent job with some big shoes to fill for the team. Um, so it'd be really nice to see them continue to go forward with that. And then um, I think it's just going to be coaching staff, teaching these guys how to play together and how to play together all as a team, instead of being, you know, the team that relies so heavily on, you know, a handful of players versus, you know, the, the, quality of all the players that they do have so um but first and foremost pitching and then everything else after that so um it'll be an interesting it'll be interesting to see what happens um just from the standpoint of you know it seems like since I moved here and since I started going to the games that this by far has been one of the worst seasons I've ever watched <laughs> and um and yeah, and, there, and and by far this season, it seemed like there were so many more errors that were just careless um, or just you you were sitting there in the stands covering your face, wondering what in the world did I just watch? So yeah, so maybe 2023 will be better, but I think we can start with those points and, and go. And I, I have this one over here because you know she can't like not say it because hockey season starts when? Right. October 28th. What? No, that was September 28th for preseason. Sept oh, was it September? <laughs> she can't even get it right. <laughs> We're like eight days so, away. You didn't get us tickets. So, so but yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's what we'll go with. We'll go with, we'll, we'll start with pitching staff and then we'll build on everything else after that. Can you do me a favor? Next time you talk to Luke Voigt, will you let him know that the extra small jersey with the two buttons unbuttoned doesn't work for me? At least try an extra large jersey. Right. <laughs> I mean, and maybe he'll maybe he'll compromise with a large. Yeah, just something, just something that fits. Like, I mean, mediums. I mean, I, I get well, the fact that he could bench press me with one hand and have a cheeseburger in the other, but I, <laughs> I, I don't need to see him, you know, with his chest hair hanging out wearing an extra small jersey. I, I'll see. I'll see what I can do. We'll we'll try for you know opening day of you know twenty twenty three. We'll we'll be right there on the dugout, and I'll be like, you know what. 
here I'll I'll bring a jersey with me and I'll be like, Bill says, can you please no, 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 no. swap this don't, out? Don't say Bill said, say Joe said. Um, yeah. <laughs> and just make sure yeah. that you, you know, and say, anybody and under say, the bus, just, say go say <laughs> yes, eh? <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. I love it, Andy. I love it. I love it. And, and so I had the most unique experience with Andy this year. She was going to go live this year with me at the stadium. And I had no idea in DC, they had some type of security thing where they were, uh, had some ambassadors in or something. They shut the literally shut the internet down for a mile at the stadium and around the stadium. She's like, sorry, I couldn't go live. They shut the internet and secret service shut it down. Like, gee, that's not a problem I have here in LA. Those good old jammers for you just can't get anything in or out for signal. It's always fun. There you go. There you go. All right, Sarah, and then Sam wrap up the category. Sarah, uh, what do you need to do in the off season to, and I get the hockey season starts soon, you know. And it already started. I mean, Sarah lives in Boston, but she's a, a Pens fan. So help me understand that. I don't know, but it's Bruins okay. Are the worst. Bruins are <laughs> the worst. Uh, so Red Sox, uh, what needs to happen going into next season? Well, we need the uh, front office to actually, you know, be invested in it rather than diving into other endeavors. Um we also need to look at our fiscal budget and figure out how we can spend $4.5 million over the cap and still come in last place. Makes no sense to me. Um, we need to lock up the guys who are a priority and those that can't ride bikes need to go. Um, it's also... Um, everyone keeps talking about locking up bogey, locking up Martinez, locking up Devers. Okay. We have these guys now and they're doing nothing. Keep Devers. He's young. He's going to build your brand. He's going to be your leader of your organization. Get rid of bogey and Martinez, get a pitcher in, you know, we have, um, Cass, uh, Casas. I always say his name wrong. It's that Boston accent. I want to say it a certain way. Uh, we have him now at first. He's a stud. He looks like a moose. He is amazing. Um, they really just need to focus on building that defense and getting us pitchers. We need pitchers. So this is sad to say, but this is the last time I'm going to see Bogey and JD Martinez in a Red Sox jersey. Mark my words. Probably true. And if and if you need some help in the front office and you guys let go of people, I've got a friend of mine who's got an Orioles flag and a Mariners hat. He might be able to help out too. If he doesn't take the managerial job in Chicago, um, you know, he I'm might be able I'm to help out. Free agency. Well, I don't, right. I don't know. Understand how, I mean, Bloom, I get it. Bloom came in while they were talking about getting, and this is why I have such a, I mean, for a numerous amount of reasons why I despise John Henry, but John Henry wanted Mookie Betts gone. So everybody knows it. He wanted Mookie Betts gone. And then Bloom came in and he's the one that had to initiate this deal. And look at what we got on that deal. And look at what happened. Look at this downfall. Look at all of this stuff that has occurred since then. And Bloom does not have the uh, gusto, as one would say. Uh, to, uh, yeah, he doesn't have, uh, you know. No. Yeah, they're they're in a purse somewhere. They're in John Henry's purse. Um, <laughs> but he he doesn't stand up and doesn't say like these are the guys we need, these are the guys that we need to move along. This is the positions that 
we we need to solidify. And that's the other thing too. We have every single player on the roster playing multiple positions right now because they can't figure out where to put everyone. And I get it. We have injuries and you need people to be flexible, but they're making more injuries by putting them in positions they don't regularly play. So I'm, I'm hoping, I know the off season is going to be a disaster in the office because now we're going into hockey season and the family group owns the penguins and all of this stuff. We're hosting the winter classic up here this year. They just opened the Fenway music hall. So there's a lot going on, but it's going to be an ugly 2023 season for uh, the Red Sox. But you have an owner and that's the concern that Brian has going into the off season is there's no owner. Oh, so. Joe and I, Joe and I have been in talks about, you know, wrangling up some guys and getting some Listen. money together and buying the team. We're like, why don't we do this? Why Brian, not? Get funding. Brian, if you need an owner, I know a guy that wears a, a Mariner's hat and has a Orioles flag <laughs> in the back. I, I know a guy if you want an owner. So, Joe, I take 10% of all this stuff, too, so just so that you know. All right, Fox. Sam. Is that like your manager's royalties there? Yeah, yeah, I take 10% across the board every year. Sam, what you got? Um, So... First thing the Giants need to, I mean, the Giants have said they're going after, they're going after big names. They need to sign Aaron Judge. They there it was. To, I knew it was coming. They don't make, it's, it's gotta happen. I mean, they need a big bat. They need, they need some pop from that outfield. Jock Peterson was a huge, huge improvement, but they need to lock someone in that can be there for, you know, more than a year more than two years and solidify that outfield. Um, you know, they've got young guys that are in arbitration that are not going to cost them an arm and a leg over the next five years that are solid. Yastrzemski is still in arbitration. Lamont Wade is still in arbitration. Um, you know, Logan Webb is still in arbitration. I mean, we've got good young guys and we've got good guys in our farm system. Um, Beyond signing Aaron Judge, I mean, they have a lot of money. You know, the one thing that people don't realize is that the Giants have not spent money. Um, you know, the biggest one of the biggest contracts they ever threw out was the Buster Posey contract, and that was $138 million. Like, that wasn't a big contract. Or, or Barry Zito, he had a big contract, too. Um, but, you know, they, they need to get if they can't get Carlos Rendon to stay and they can't get Jock on a, on like a two or a three year extension, which I would really like to see, um, you know, they need to, they, they need to go out and they need to spend some decent money on a quality, quality two or three starter. Um, and then, you know, they were talking about going to shortstop. I mean, you know, the, Brandon Crawford's not on the contract for much. I don't think after the season. So, you know, they, they got a, they got some big shoes to fill and some questions to answer. Um, you know, but they've said they want to go big in on uh, a big name bat and they want to go in on a big name uh, shortstop. So all those shortstops that people have right now that they love so much that are, coming up to be free agents, Bill, um, you know, keep an eye out on what happens. Money will start flying and dollars 
Bogarts to the Giants. Bogarts to the Giants. Trey Turner to the Giants. Trey Turner no. to the Giants. Trey Turner staying in LA. Trey Turner staying in LA. Um, here's, we'll give you some fun one, bats and batting Here's one thing also. for you, Sam. Here's one thing for you. I've said this before. If the Angels don't re-sign Otani, they signed the Giants Otani the... here. Did you miss this? That's no, just arbitration. That, He's that's still a free agent after next season. Oh yeah. But so after next season, the it, Giants are the perfect fit for Otani. Oh, hundred percent. Well, especially now with the DH. You know, there's not even a question about that. But, you know, I think if they were going to – they did this one-year thing, but I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they did something by – if they don't have something by the trade – by, like, the All-Star break, expect Otani to be gone before the trade deadline's over. They're going to do exactly what the Nationals did with Soto this year. They can't work an extension – they're going to drop him like an anvil tied to someone going into a deep, deep river. He's just gone. You'll never see and then him. they come back and play the following week with the Padres. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's like, I got tickets to the Padres game. And the next thing you know, it's like, I get to see one solo. I can say, though, at least they were great when they came and they still got cheered for so they didn't get booed. So, you know, hey. <laughs> hey, Sam, um, Barry, I swear, never took steroids. Bonds uh, still looks like he's in good health. Maybe you guys can sign that guy. <laughs> he's probably Don't good for 62 me. weeks Don't a year. Me. We need a, we, hey, look, we need a, we need a, uh, we need a bat. So you could I'll restart his. Hall of Fame eligibility by doing that. I know. I, I mean, mean maybe he'll be nicer to the. I'd be okay giving him an extra seven years of eligibility. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Final yeah, question. You guys have been. No, Go ahead, Sam. I'm sorry. No, I said, you think I'm nuts? I'm not nuts. I'd do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> from Jersey, you're a little nuts. You're from Jersey, you're a little nuts, right? <laughs> So, okay, final question, and we'll let the ladies go first on this one, and then we'll, we'll let the fellas take over from there. I know that your team is not going to win it all this year. There's not going to be jewelry. But who do you predict winning it all? And just say the team and, and give me maybe 10 seconds of why. Now, this question, as I was typing this out to you guys, I was thinking of a good friend of mine named Mike, who if – yeah, who's a Dodger fan. And if the Dodgers weren't in and he were on this, he'd say, I don't care who wins. It's not the Dodgers. So that being said, Sarah, Andy, tell me who you guys think is going to win it all this year and, and why. Uh, I think Houston's going to take it um, mainly because they got my boy Vasquez now. And uh, ever since he went over there, it's been, you know, they've played well already, but lights out that, and it's going to be a big to, uh, you know, Red Sox Nation when they win the World Series. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Andy, I think what it's because Trey Mancini, not Vasquez. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, listen, they the whole way that they went about that trade, and we're still very bitter about it. And we don't want to see him win, but we do want to <clears> see him <throat> win. So yeah, I'm well, going with Houston. They're gonna have to do it without trash cans this time. So I don't know. It's <laughs> there's gonna be some questions there. There's gonna be some questions there. Um, Andy, what do you think? 
So I'm going to go with Sarah and I think Houston, I think they've had a strong season. I said with some of the acquisitions that they've gotten throughout the season, um, it's just made the team that much stronger and it's put them in a really good position to go ahead and clinch it all. Did I think that that was going to play out at the beginning of the season? Absolutely not. But as things have shaped up, it's really, it's turned out to be a great season for them. And uh, I wish them the best. So I think it'll be, I think it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out this season. It's been, it's been a pretty, it's been a mix up. They've, they've been a lot of mix up for a lot of teams. And I think Houston's ended up on the uh, winning end of this one. So they're going to have to do it without trash cans. So it's going to be questionable <laughs> yeah. on whether or not, yeah. gonna, you know, but it, it's going to, I mean, I'm not bitter at all. I mean, Sarah's bitter oh. about the trade. I'm not bitter at all about the trash can thing. <laughs> I mean, all. My my answer, if I were commissioner of baseball, you know what I would have said? I would have said, boys, you have 30 days to mail back your rings. If you don't mail them back, you're banned from baseball for life. But here's what I'm going to do. The fans are the ones that, you know, the players, they got their money and everything like that. I just tell the fan, I just tell the Astros, you make the playoffs for the next 10 seasons, every single game is on the road. You don't get to, to have one single home game for 10 years because that who does that hurt? Hurts the fans, and guess what? The fans are going to let the players know about it. Just saying, elect me as commissioner. If I'm not commissioner, I got a buddy of mine who's got an Orioles flag and a and a Mariners hat that that can be commissioner too. So he's an owner, a commissioner, a manager, and a general manager. We got you set, Joe, for the rest of your life. And okay. bad boy, I, 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 I'm up a little bad boy. Oh, I was just gonna, oh, uh, Andy just jumped off. Okay, um, Sam. Um, so who would I like to win the World Series? Well, I would like to see the Cardinals win the World Series because I'd like to see Molina, Pujols, and Wainwright go out with one final one all together, just like they did before. Um, who do I think is going to win the World Series? I think the Braves are going to repeat. I do. That's fair. That's fair. That's a good, good argument. Um, it's they have a they have a, a good nucleus of team and there's one person that Brian and I know quite well that it would be very happy with that answer. <laughs> um, you know, as Brian is sitting here wondering why they played the Mets in May instead of October for the Angels, but you know, it is what it is. All right, uh Joe, what you got for me? Joe and then Dave. I mean, I'm going St. Louis, not not Seattle. I mean, I'm cheering for Seattle, St. Louis, Hollywood ending. Why not? That's what I think it is. Okay. They, they got they're, they got they're playing for those three legends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's and kind of, it's kind of like how like Ray Lewis got a Super Bowl ring. Jerome Bettis got a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. It's it's just that factor. It's everybody plays above and beyond sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you it, can't say it any better. Yeah, and and the cards actually when they picked up uh Montgomery, they had a great, great, great uh he just had to turn around. And that was a great pickup for them at the trade deadline. And and I guarantee Yankee fans aren't happy about that. So uh Dave, who do you think? Well, I would love to see the Cardinals win. And for a different reason, it would be to get Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado a ring, because I think those guys deserve it. I love the way they play. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they have the pitching. Um, normally in these situations, my instinct is to go with the best starting pitching and the best manager. And to me, that's 
it's a split. I mean, you could argue the Dodgers, you could argue the Braves, you could argue, argue the Astros, you could even argue the Mets. Um, but I, I kind of think the Braves are going to repeat. That's my gut. Yeah. The Braves are a solid team this year. So I, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, Brian, uh, Brian and then Dale will wrap us up. Got to go with the team that shook their hangover back in June, and that's the Atlanta Braves. They are riding high right now. They have this momentum close to clinching the East when they thought they were dead, and it was, they were a wild-card team. I think they're going to run with that momentum all the way through the playoffs and repeat. It's the hardest thing to do is repeat in sports, and I think they're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, they, they are riding high right now, and, and as we all know in sports – October comes and everybody starts at zero again. And I mean, the guardians could win it as crazy as this is, but you guys are, you guys are right. It's hard to repeat, but, but uh, the Braves have a good team. All right, Dale, what do you think? I think the Dodgers are probably the best team, but I think the Astros are going to win it. So I'll go. Uh, go yes, 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 yes. I have yes. my hand up and everything. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Did you dirty? Did you dirty? (laughs) Plot twist. (laughs) So I'm I'm just going to repeat this. They're going to have to do it without the trash cans. So (laughs) we'll see how that plays itself out. Um, Last night, it was funny, Dale. Last night I did a live with somebody. I don't, Sam, were you on the live at all or not? Did you see the live last night? No, I didn't Um, get home until 1230 last night. So no, I did not see anything. So somebody asked, would the Dodgers, if we can't get Trey Turner back, would we take Carlos Correa? And all the comments, no, 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 heck no, heck no, heck no. No, no way. I'll stop being that. Yeah, so we all know how that that plays. But, man, you, you had me all excited there for a second, Dale, and then you took it right away from me. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. That is awesome. As a well, giant fan, I thank all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's like, let me get all of your addresses. I can't wait. All holiday cards. I cannot wait to co. I cannot wait to co-host Wednesday's podcast with Bill and Thursday. tell every single one of them. Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. Oh, Thursday. And we have to talk. <laughs> okay. So the um, so. I, you guys are phenomenal. I, I love this. This is great. Sam and I co-host Around the Diamond on Saturday morning. So each of you will get a reach out at some point to, to be on um, with us. And uh, we just typically talk about what's going on around the diamond. And so, oh, there's Derek. Um, but uh, love to have you guys on. I'm grateful that every one of you were on. Um, hopefully you guys had fun tonight doing this. I yeah i think you guys i think all of your teams it's amazing what's happened to to baseball and if you could have told me at the beginning of the season that there was going to be potentially five teams that would win 100 games and potentially five teams that would lose 100 games i would have shook my head and said not going to happen but that's what and you know that's right where we're at and the astros are having a great season um, the Dodgers are having a great season. The Braves are red hot right now. Um, the Phillies forgot that now's not the time to lose. Um, the Mets forgot that too. And so, anyways, I'm just grateful that you guys were on tonight. Um, and this will post in the morning, and we'll have a bunch of fun listening to it again. And 
and we'll get you on again. So thanks for joining me, Sarah, Dale, uh, Dave, Joe, Sam, Andy. Thanks so much for being on. And we'll talk yes, to everybody soon. Pleasure. Thank you. Right. Thank, Thank you. you guys. Later.